challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you to all of you who did the Facebook Live earlier. Uh, that's awesome. I'll tell you the truth. I'm trying to figure out trying to figure out how to go live here, and uh, it, it, it's a it's a real it's it's a real pain. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, it's uh, it's unreal. So we're trying to go live now, and we shall see if it works. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. I'll have to try it another time. I am not the most adept, as many of you know. Uh, <laughs> I am, uh, let me hit this little button here. Man, you got a lot of buttons for you to press. You've reached the, uh, the uh, collision of faith and politics with the Ninja Pastor, but I don't know if this will work or not. Who knows? We shall see. We shall see. But you've you've reached the right place. Uh, this is my, uh, this right here is my Memorial Day show, as we talked about on the Facebook Live uh, episode. Uh, let's see here. Let's see how this works. I've pressed go live, and it is not working. So I don't know. Let me try it one more time here. There we go. Three, two, one. I don't know why anybody would want to see me while I do this, because I'm going to be honest with you. It's kind of crazy. Here we go. Here we go. So all of you who asked for Facebook Live, you can't say I didn't blame, I didn't warn you. I've got a face for radio, clearly. Uh, nothing special about how I do what I do, but not that you'd want to see it. Anyway, <laughs> somebody wants to know, do you have pants on? Well, I don't have pants on. I actually, let's see where my dog is here. I have shorts on, not boxer shorts, but I know it's weird. It's weird. I'm weird. I can't say I haven't warned you. So anyway, uh, <laughs> one of those things. We'll try this, and if I get too awkward, if I feel a little too awkward. See, we've got a bunch of shaky business going on here. Hello, Angela. How are you? Good to see you. Uh, we'll get a bunch of shaky business going on. Hey, Doyle, thank you for helping me. Uh, see here. Doyle helped me. I talked about this on the Facebook Live and got me the tea. He got me this cup. A little elk on there. It's awesome, but he's got me my smoothie. He's got another one down there waiting on me. Hey, Tina, how are you? Welcome again. Um, so today's show is going to be a little bit different. Um, we are super excited to have you with us, and I'm honored that you would join me. I know there's a million things that you could be doing with your time. Hey, Colleen, 
um, she's trouble, let me tell you. And, uh, and so, and Tina knows that. So, uh, but all that said to say this, that, um, well, you all be glad that you can't see my desk. It's crazy business right here. Um, and this is sometimes what I do just for you guys, just for your, uh, Facebook live. Yeah. Look at that. Um, this is the mic I usually use very expensive mic. Uh, uh, it's called an Apogee, uh, mic 96. Uh, and then I normally use these headphones, but in order to do this and figure it out, I, I just basically tried like three minutes before. Uh, hey, Brant, uh, how are you? Good to see you, brother. Haven't seen you in forever. Um, and so anyway, the point is, is, is in order to do this, I had to figure out some other way real quick because I came up with that idea literally two seconds before. Let me go ahead and get a drink. So you can't see this on, on when just radio, you can't see it. I put greens in it. This makes it super healthy, but ugh, nasty. Greens are just nasty. Greens, I'll tell you what else is nasty. Almond milk. I don't care who you are. Almond milk is nasty. Sorry to tell you, man. Ugh. Um, well, anyway, the point is, is that, uh, you know, just kind of, we're not really set up for video. My son had some good ideas. Uh, I popped up whole idea of doing this because people ask me all the time. And I can't imagine why they'd want to see my face doing what I'm doing, because to be very honest, it's not much to see. Some of you are saying the light is a little harsh. There we go. Hmm. Hmm. Much nicer. You're welcome. Comedy. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, so this is what we do. I'm not going to take that off and show you kind of everything, but we've got multiple monitors here and, um, you know, a laptop and, and this is just kind of, uh, you know, how we do it. I, I don't know. You know, I'm not a real radio guy. Uh, we have, uh, I looked it up so I could tell everybody uh, because I mentioned the number. And uh, hold on. I said I looked it up and I forgot what it was. 1,422,800. No, I'm sorry, 818. So last Wednesday and this past Sunday, we had a uh, listenership of, uh, I don't remember the number, but it was 118, 118 or 117 something, uh, 117,000. So we'll be back on. Uh, so I wanted to tell you what today's show is about. And really and truly, where's my dog? Yeah, there's my dog right there. I'm not going to take it off to show you, but Buckeye's here. Y'all hear me all the time talking about Buckeye. She's, she is my sweet love. Can y'all hear me? All right. You can hear me. Okay. On that thing. Um, so I just really, to tell you the, the the God's honest truth, and you know what else, too? I don't know how long of a video this will do. I, I really don't know. I, I don't know if it cuts off at a certain time. If it does, I apologize in advance. Don't know much about it. I'm just kind of winging it. Uh, hey, Jerry, how are you, brother? Good to see you, man. Hey, that reminds me. I'm going to open up the chat. Sorry, brothers and sisters. I'm going to open up the chat. So if you're on uh, Blog Talk Live, you can, let me see if this is any better. You can actually, is that any better? I don't know. What do I know? You people know you're dealing with a mess here. Um, so uh, if you're on Blog Talk Radio, if you're not listening to me through Facebook Live, you're listening to me through Blog Talk Radio, then you can go over to the chat uh, and the chat will rock and roll. Uh, and you can, you can, it's interactive and I'll do it and you'll see me doing it. If it happens while I'm on Facebook Live, you will actually see me doing it, which is just riveting, riveting video. 
it's not. It's not. Uh, so anyway, um, so it's a, you do not, well, I don't know. I don't know. If you have fast enough speed, Jerry from Pennsylvania is asking, do I have to open two browsers? I guess you would. I have like four browsers open. And it's a good thing I have a super fast connection because, but yeah, you would you would need another browser for sure. Um, <clears throat> one to watch Facebook, or, or you could split your screen, I guess, and do one Facebook and do one uh, Block Talk Radio. And if you have a fast enough connection, I think we would do it. So today's show, uh, Memorial Day observance uh, episode live, and 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 uh, the past I used to do a Monday show. I go you, a lot of you guys know that I used to do a Monday show, and on the Monday show, I I actually um, I have to tell you, you know, doing a live Memorial Day show is really powerful for me. Um, it really, really, really sound is slightly different. Okay. Um, I don't know what to do about that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound from, cause you're getting sound. If you're listening on block talk radio and watching this on Facebook live, uh, the only downside would be, you're probably going to want to mute one or the other because one is just the microphone from the phone right there. And then the other is this high end Seinhauser deal I got going on right here. Uh, so uh, suffice it to say, you know, it's it's a little hard to say. I don't know how to adjust any of that for that. So like I say, I'm, I'm truly an idiot. Um, but doing these uh, Memorial Day shows, uh, it's always very powerful for me. Now, you guys know I did a, a photo. I'm into photography. And I did a photo, and it'll be posted tomorrow. Uh, or uh, Monday, I did a photo, a dear friend of mine, uh, Karen Vaughn, was just absolutely uh, so gracious to allow, um, to allow me. Now, see, this is, this is the crazy thing that happens. I've got somebody calling that is, their number is 111-111-1111. And I think that's a, a, some sort of, I don't know what that, oh, that's the other thing. You won't be able to listen, you won't be able to hear I just thought of this. We're going to have a guest and you won't be able to hear the guest unless you're on Block Talk Radio logged into the show. Facebook Live, I have my headset on, you won't hear it. Well, that's too bad. Dang. I don't know how, I don't know how to solve that problem. So, I I don't know. I don't know what to tell y'all. And uh it's a bummer. It's a bummer. But uh so anyway, yeah, fake news is calling. And as you guys know, as I've announced before, I've been I've been I'm now followed by Media Matters, which is a mess. Um, real quick, I just wanted to just let you know that doing the show on Monday is, is a great thing. And one of the things that really sealed it for me was uh, going to uh, Karen Vaughn, her son, Aaron Carson Vaughn. Uh, this show is dedicated to all gold stars. And, uh, and I'm thinking especially of Extortion 17 parents, largest single day loss that we've experienced in, in either of the two wars that we're in now. And... Um, Extortion 17 was a helicopter that was shot down. Terrible, just absolutely terrible. And as such, um, we really, you know, she, she called me and said, hey, Billy can't take me to Arlington. He's got to do a TV thing. Uh, could Would you mind driving me over there? I'm here in D.C. and I'd like to go to Aaron's grave and go see the boys. And so we did. We went and got some Swedish fish and some monster and uh, some other stuff to put on his uh, gravestone. And, uh, but I had to take some photographs and I didn't really realize what I was doing at the time, but, um, wow, let me tell you, 
and took a photograph that's now been shared, I think it's 4.3 million times, 4.3 million times. So I'll post that tomorrow so everybody can see it's, it's, it's really touching. Unplanned, I assure you, unplanned, unretouched, just I took a photo and I uh, won't tell you any more about that. So being there with Karen, uh, with a mom, a gold star mom uh, at Arlington, um, it, it really, I'll tell you the truth, it really sealed the deal for me. Now, I've been going to Arlington for many, many years. Uh, the link to the radio show, it's its in the, well, let's see here. Let me see if I can do it at the same time. Sorry in advance for you all that get car sick by me doing this. Uh, let me see here. Comment. Boom. 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 Hey, that was easier than I thought. Cool. That's a good idea, Tina. Awesome. There we go. We'll go back here, see if I can get myself regular. I would turn it on its side, but to be honest with you, uh, the last time I did that, it made me upside down. Put me upside down, so I, I can't have that. Have you all bad enough? You got to look at my face while I'm doing the show. Um, anywho, uh, you know, being there with her, I, I, I saw... It just moved me very, very powerfully, extremely powerfully. And I, I just had to acknowledge um, that doing doing a show on Memorial Day was a sacred thing. Now, now I do the show on Wednesdays. People have asked me, why don't I do a Monday through Friday and then a Sunday show? I think once we can, hey, Kathy, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Once we can have the show be self-supporting, uh, I think certainly, you know, we'd be more than happy uh, to do that uh, because that would have to essentially be what I do all the time because it takes a lot to prepare. Uh, that said, this show is is dedicated to Gold Star families because uh, this is what Memorial Day is all about. We're going to talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, we're going to have coming on with us here in just a few minutes, uh, Mark Sutherland. He's our guy in the U.K., British guy, really tremendous individual. Um, hey, y'all. Uh, tremendous individual. He is just, he's a, he has been such a blessing to this show. I wish I lived closer to him, to tell you the truth. Uh, we would be fast friends for sure. We are friends, but, uh, you know, in person. Um, but we're going to talk about, you're going to get a real report as to what's actually happening in um in the UK. And, and we're going to tie that in. Let me see who this is real quick. Hello, this is Dr. Sean. You've reached Collision of Faith and Politics. How are you? Hello, sir. How are you? Oh, this was you holding all the time. I, I thought I would see your regular number, but now that I think about it, that's what Skype does. He's Skype, he's Skype audioing in. This is Mark Sutherland. See, I feel bad now. I didn't give you the best introduction ever, other than that you're awesome. <laughs> Um, well, Sean, thank you very much uh, for your delightful oh. intro. I was listening, so thank you very much, and uh, it's awesome. great to be on the show. Well, it's it's my pleasure to have you on again, and how timely. I wish that we, it seemed like we, we have you on after uh, these big events that happen in, in, um, in the UK, and I hate it. I, I love having you on, but I hate that this is becoming such a thing. This has become, this is happening so much more uh than than ever i mean it's just terrible how this is is going on and and um i don't like it but to tell you the truth uh, and and you can clarify this because you're there and see folks folks on facebook live I'm, I'm very sorry that you can't hear his audio i don't know how to make it 
link to that. I don't, I, I'll ask somebody if there's some little cord I can buy or something to whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But the, I did put in Facebook Live in the comments the link to listen to that. So uh, if that works for you, great. But you're missing out if you don't hear him because he's absolutely phenomenal. So, Mark, uh, over there in the UK, one of the things that I've been very, very frustrated with, uh, and, and I mentioned this, I talked about this, and I'm, and I'm sad that really and truly I have to. Um, the chief or whoever he was, the uniform guy, hold on, let me get a drink. The uniform guy from, from um, the police there, I'm guessing in Manchester, he gets on the television, he's going to do an update, uh, and, and literally seconds into his update, he says, now listen, I don't want to see anybody not being nice to Muslims as a result of this. Right, okay. You know, the guy clearly doesn't get it. He, he doesn't understand. Uh, there have been just absolutely a ridiculous number of uh, attacks now in Europe. I mean, just ridiculous. And so one can no longer. Thank you, Stephen. Good to have you, brother. I'm Stephen just joining us. It's such a such an honor to have him with me. One of my classmates and welcome to everybody in chat. When you go into Blog Talk Radio, uh, feel free to uh, to use the chat feature. It is pretty awesome. Um, so, you know, I'm really struck, Mark, at, at how, why in the world would this guy still be clinging to that? Other than maybe there are so many of them that he's afraid. Maybe he's physically afraid. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Well, maybe think, you can uh, answer. I think, I, I think you, in one sense, I can't answer for him. But on the other hand, I can, maybe we can describe the mood or what's going on in that sense is going on across Western Europe. Mm -hmm. So we've had an attack by someone who follows the Islamic ideology. And then what we have is political correctness gone mad, as you would say. And I've said this on your radio program before in the fact that I distinguish between the ideology, ideology of Islam and that people will call themselves Muslims in the fact that maybe a number of those are not following that particular ideology. Now, we've had that. We've had in the context, I mean, I live, I live four hours away from Manchester by car, two and a half hours by train. So it's to help people on your side of the pond, think about that, and also to help people think that our country, the UK, will fit into Texas about four or five times. So we live in a country that's part of a continent, and you are a continent. And you have different time zones and all the rest. I'm not saying that to give you a geographic lesson to a country that I love to bits on the other side of the pond. It's just a help you put certain things in context to how different things are on the one level. So we have uh, a population, say, of uh, 74, 74 million people within the UK, 8 million people in, in Europe. There may be more than that million. I haven't looked at the dam. I need to look at the figures. So we've just had a bomb that's gone off. Um, Excuse me in a sense why I quite rightly try and go through facts and take emotion out, but 
speak from a factual point of view. So very sadly, we have seen at the most, I think, unless it's changed, uh, and I don't want it to, but it's the reality that we're reporting that 22 people have been killed and wounding uh, 64. And uh, the bomber has been uh, identified as Salman Abdi, Abadi, and uh, the identification came via via America, via one of the alphabet soup uh, groups over there, which has turned our Home Secretary Amber Rudd into a complete and utter rage over the fact that they seem annoyed over the fact that this information was released. In the other context of actually saying that they said, that, uh, initially saying that, um, of course, the UK would raised our terror alert level to critical. Now, ever since, Sean, and I hear you very much, my dear friend, that we've only we only seem to talk after these events. So we we just put that, just say that that aside. And these events are, you know, one is enough. These are happening, you know, far too much to say the least. And we then need to talk about the spiritual aspect of it. So ever since the Westminster attack, according to a BBC journalist, I think Carrera, Carrero, he had reported a couple of days ago that there had been an arrest one a day from the anti-terrorist uh, police and fellow departments, one a day since that Westminster attack. So we then go to the Ariana Grande uh, concert where teenagers from 20, you know, or young teen, or young 20s from 23 down to eight years of age, and I think, sadly, an eight-year-old has died. Um, and I discovered that uh, my eldest son's uh, girlfriend's relative was actually at the concert as well. So this becomes real, even though it's for four hours away and it's in a completely different part of the country and it becomes real. Um, so 22 people sadly died, 64 injured. It looks like a, a nail bomb. This particular in, uh, individual, Salman Abadi, was born, raised in, uh, in, um, in Manchester and his uh, father and family had come over from Libya to live over here. And then a few years ago, his father went back to Libya to fight against and, and get rid of Gaddafi which is very interesting in the fact that we need to remember in regard to that incident and mm -hmm. uh, you know Hillary Rodden Clinton was very much in the forefront of uh, bombing that country um, and causing utter mayhem so we just couch that a little bit and just get us thinking about cause and effect sometimes so that has gone on and um, then this, this man, Salman Abadi, who has blown himself up um, in a suicide bombing, has flown backwards and forwards from Libya. And his father's out there. I now understand, confirmed by the 10 o'clock news tonight on IGN, that Salman Abadi's brother has been arrested in Manchester and also the father in Libya right. has been taken into custody. And That's I right. quote, I think he said, uh, yeah, I think he said that um, we, you know, we don't, we don't want, what was it, something like we don't believe in killing innocents, 
you know, which is a rather, in- excuse me, I'm just rustling a piece of paper, which is a rather yep. interesting thing to say on the one hand, Sean, because you wonder whether they're actually agreeing with this. And That's right. Yeah. So from a, and with your experience, etc. so what has then happened is that we've then gone from the usual kind of comments of saying, this is in isolation, this is a lone wolf, to mm-hmm. no, to as uh, Ian Hopkins, the Manchester police said, police chief said, we have a cell here. We have a cell, which means we have a problem, right? So mm-hmm. that that is what's going on. And the facts are that we have now put troops, uh, various, I mean, they were outside uh, the House of Parliament today. You know, a few of them walked past uh, 10 Downing Street. Um, mm. I can't say where other where other places they're going to be put in certain key points. So mm. that is what has gone on on our streets in that way. So let's be frank. Let's be frank. As has already been called today by mm. um, someone I know to say that we have we have an ideology that seems to feel in their interpretation of the Quran, in their interpretation of the Hadith, that it's an acceptable way to behave and to, as an outworking of their faith, to do this. Now, frankly, it's not acceptable. And what I was really quite struck by was an interview with uh, a very interesting individual, a man called uh, Majid uh, Nawaz, and I apologize to you, Majid, if I'm saying your name wrong. But he is part of a group, um, uh, as he would describe himself as a a liberal and a reformer Muslim who uh, has found himself in, uh, I think, um, as a political prisoner in Egypt in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, who runs something called the Quillen Group. And right. he was on Tucker Carlson uh, uh, last night, I think, just saying that the comments of saying that this is the new norm is, for him, he was saying quite rightly, he just said, this is unacceptable. This is not the new norm. Right. And I just want to mention that. I also want to say that what's quite really quite fascinating, uh, but very deeply discerning, my dear friend, when we talk about, and you talk about this brilliantly as well, when we talk about political correctness, and this is an individual that has been called by, you know, this particular group that is known to us, so now Media Matters will now have a few pings, in regard to the Southern Poverty Law Centre that describes Mm. him as an anti-Muslim extremist because he wishes to reform that ideology. Now, the ideology, it's not, it's, not, it's not new to us, but it is if we're not discovering, if we're not discussing history, in the fact that the ideology has sought to have a number of battles within Europe, sought to uh, uh, provide a number of uh, hundreds of years ago, trying to think of the particular date right now, 
Um, mm -hmm. Sought in regard to Malta and all the rest, and Christian armies going in. And then in 1692, I think at the gates of Vienna, a uh, Polish general, then there was fighting a big Islamic army and uh, 200,000 uh, members of that Islamic army are then put to death. So that's the history. Mm -hmm. Now, various people are going to listen and just go some, you know, immediately suddenly we're then being interpreted as hate speech and all the rest. No, right. we're talking right. about historical, historical facts. So this is where we have actually reached. And we're then dealing with an ideology that says that Islam means suppression and all this kind of thing. So taking it back to Manchester and what has gone on, as a country in the UK and as a committed Christian, as someone who believes in scripture, what I'm about to say to some may seem very uncomfortable, and I'm not saying it to be dramatic, but we have to bear this in mind. If we believe in a God that is alive, that is speaks, that has, a, has written and has an inspired word that has actually said, if you follow this book, and you follow the framework that is within this book, then there's going to be a relationship. Now, the problem is, is that some people then turn around and go, well, hold on a minute. That sounds very sort of top-heavy, very unloving and all the rest. But within our faith, Sean, our faith is about having a, religion, a living relationship with God. Within mm. Islam, within that faith, I, I, frankly, I don't see that. I do not right. see that. Mm -hmm. um, and we can discuss that and from a theological point of view we can go through that so we as a nation last December in, in the UN we, we passed we contributed um, via our civil service to the previous administration president, the 44th president Barack Hussein Obama and in regard to the abstention vote in the UN in regard to Israeli settlements etc and then putting uh, the nation of Israel in a, in a pretty potentially dangerous footing, right? right? And people are going to say, well, what have you got to do with that? Well, we either believe that the Bible is living or not. And we either follow those tenets or we're not. And we, are, and we, I believe, as a nation, are then being spoken to again. We, we are about to celebrate. I mean, this year is the 100th year of the Balfour uh, Declaration. And I'm sounding to some extremely boring because I keep banging on about that. And some may be saying, well, why are you now going in that direction and talking about what is happening in Manchester? The reason why I am saying this is that, Sean, in this country, we have really, as Christians, and I'm not, and, and I do think that various aspects of the mainstream church are, way, are, are severely lacking in this. We right. either take the faith and our belief seriously because we have a Judeo-Christian heritage and mm -hmm. we seem to be wanting to rip that up and uh, and burn it and that may be partly because during the you know the 20s 30s we have then seen a a massive invasion via the Frankfurt Institute Germany Frankfurt thinking a denial of the outworkings of uh, the power of God, the Holy Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, and filled it with left-wing Marxist theology. 
And that is what has gone on. And we are weak. And the church in this country, there are sections that are not, because I'm in touch with those. But outside mainstream, a certain section will say that we are weak. If we mm -hmm. then, um, you know, on June the 23rd, we, uh, we voted to leave the European Union, as you know. We put in Article 50. Theresa May was hoping that this election was going to be about uh, the EU. Article 50, leaving. It's now uh, changed a little bit as, uh, as there's been a number of wobbles. And she's made some very, very serious, uh, some, to my mind, some very errors. I wouldn't even call her a conservative, my friend. I would call her, in her, in her own way, a liberal progressive, frankly. And I'm not the only one to say would, that. She, she would describe herself that way, actually. Well, I think she would. So um, that is not conservatism. Excuse me, I'm just having a drink of water. Um, that is not conservatism in that way. If we're mm -hmm. reaching a point where, and this is, this is where the parallels are, my dear friend, with your constitution if we're, and, and what America really stands for. If we're, we're even reaching a point where we're having a discussion about, you know, does she actually believe in the free market? I mean, she's an interventionist and believes in, in big government like uh, Heseltine did, like Kenneth Clark did. And the reason why mm -hmm. I'm mentioning them is because those two were also huge proponents and huge supporters, as herself was, of, of the European Union, right? Mm -hmm. And again, mm -hmm. to inform people that in 2010, the European Union put something forward that basically amounted to the constitution of Europe. Mm -hmm. And there is no right. real mention of the Judeo-Christian heritage of Europe. It's like we're just surrendering it. And if we believe in a spiritual battle, and I do, and that's what's going on, then there is a vacuum and that vacuum is being filled. And if we believe, and I do, and this is where to some it sounds nutty, but um, we are at um, we uh, are engaged in this uh, this spiritual battle. Um, then the last thing, you know, <laughs> we can see globalism as you discussed. We can see globalism at work, so we create the chaos deliberately. Right. So if you over time, on successive governments have said. Right. Well, we are going to have unchecked immigration and all the rest because actually it benefits us in regard to voting. Right. Mainly, say, right. on the uh, Labour Party end of things, then that is what is going to happen. Now, I'm not saying that we that we don't have immigration, but we need to vet vet that. Then the other issue is, of course, is in regard to integration. And these are not issues that we are freely discussing or talking about. But when a man, when we've reached a situation where someone like Majid uh, Nawaz, who has uh, in many ways risked his life, who has turned round and is saying, well, we need, you know, this, this whole, I am a reformer. I mean, he's uh, a radio presenter and all the rest. And if he is getting criticized and being called by the left as some, anti-Muslim extremist. This shows you, like with your politics at the moment, and um, just shows you the, the kind of lunacy that we have actually reached. Now, right. as a dear friend of mine said today, have we heard anyone publicly read from scripture? 
have we heard anyone really publicly say, you know, we have forgotten where we have actually fallen from as a nation? Right, that right. We, that in regard to a Christian heritage, in regard to a heritage that we have been, you know, Genesis 12 is very clear when it talks about that as a na- as a countries we will be blessed as people excuse me as people we will be blessed by praying for the peace of Jerusalem by praying mm-hmm. for Israel now because we are so in- embedded with replacement theology which we have over here and I have very close friends of mine that believe in that and we've mm-hmm. forgotten the fact that uh, in 1611 when King James turned around and said as to celebrate the fact that I wasn't blown up in the in the gunpowder plot by Guy Fawkes, I'm actually going to um, commission the translation of of the King James Bible, and that is what happened. And people began to read it. Sorry, a slight thing, a slight diversion, but people began to read it, which meant that people began to pray for Israel and Jerusalem. They realised that those things were there those countries, those places were there. This is real. And I believe that's why we then were blessed with the Industrial Revolution. I think we smelted the first iron ore, iron in 1701 in, uh, uh, I'm not sure whether it was in the Derby area, but um, that's what we did. And then the Industrial Revolution, it took off. And having just been in uh, Albury, which is the historic heartland of the Industrial Revolution of this country, a heartland where we actually they actually made the um, the anchor for Titanic. That is our heritage. And many and a number of years ago, you know, many years ago, 1400s, when Edward Longshanks kicked the Jews out, and uh, it was in the you know uh, William Wallace and all that, um, who was not Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson was actually playing him just to uh, convince everyone of that. <laughs> um, then at that time. And then Cromwell brought in the Jews. That's when our nations have been uh, um, blessed. But people Mm -hmm. may think, well, what's that got to do with it? It's got to do with the fact that we are forgetting our Judeo-Christian heritage. And we have got to engage in prayer over this, you know, very, very quickly. If we then walk away from the framework that God has actually given us, and the thing is, we've reached a point, Sean, when free speech laws would even say that maybe some of the things that I've actually said, they'd turn around and go, well, that's hatred. No, it's not. It's fact. It's history. This is who we are. Then they term that phrase, oh, uh, progressive. Well, no, you have to change. Well, no, we don't. Mm-hmm. We either believe in the Bible or we don't. We either believe in uh, that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Um, or we don't. We, we do not believe, I do not believe in universalism. I do not believe that, uh, that uh, through other faiths, they, we all end up in the same place. I don't. Mm-hmm. Respect your other beliefs. But I have a severe problem with an ideology, as you do, that expresses itself in this way. And I can only call it those acts as terrorism, as terrorism and are barbaric and they are evil. And that's mm-hmm. it. What else do we say when we see 22 young children, teenagers, killed? What do, well, how else do we describe this, which says yeah. you wait to the end of a concert to let off 
that particular bomb. Now, let's put it also in another context. And of course, so, but hang, on, hang on one second. Hang on one second, Mark. Let me um, let me hit a hit a quick uh, read here, and then uh, I'll be right back to you. I'm gonna put you put you just on hold just for a moment, just for a moment. We will be back with Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, after these short messages. Hey, here's the thing. Uh, last week, I told you about one of our listeners and one of my very, very good friends. My goodness, uh, Dave and I have been friends for decades. Uh, David Partridge in, in the business, you, you know, he and I were talking the other day and we we talked about we talked about how um, kind of crazy how, how it went. And he during the conversation, we talked about President Trump and we talked about all the different things that are going economically and nobody really wants to, to talk about it. They really don't. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about how good things, uh, how dramatically things are improving on an economical standpoint, so many different things. But business is picking up and there's a new set of problems to deal with when that happens. You have higher quality problems, but certainly still problems. And the question during our conversation was, could one of these problems be an immediate or future need for more room for a business, maybe a better location, uh, maybe a more um, a, a building that is more capable. Uh, you know, maybe 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 one that you can handle your own shipping. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're a you're a company that maybe you manufacture or you distribute something, well, you want to ship you want to ship it right from there. That could be it. Who knows? Uh, it could even be a small business that says, "Hey, you know what? We're if you're a hair salon, we have ten chairs now and I think we can triple that. Well, you need room for that and you need somebody you need somebody that knows what in the world they're doing, quite frankly. Um, because the problem might not actually be your biggest problem, but you, you just don't know yet. So my buddy Dave Partridge in this conversation that he and I had, he asked about advertising on my show and um, and I immediately said yes, of course, because he He's just an awesome guy. Like I said, I've known him for decades. He's so principled. And so he said, hey, can I tell the people about what I do on your show? And I said, absolutely. I'd want to help you in any way I can. Um, so, by the way, Dave, who I'm talking about here is David uh, Partridge. He's an associate with Lieberman Early and Company, and they are a commercial real estate professional firm in southeastern Pennsylvania. And they handle leasing sales uh, really with a focus on the Harrisburg, Allentown, and Metro Philadelphia markets. But they can go anywhere. They handle office, retail, and warehouse buildings. Like I said, I've known David for 20 years now, and he really is a super guy, very stand-up guy. He shares the values that we talk about on this show. And more importantly, David, he's going to work very, very hard for you. Uh, if, and you know, you just have to contact them. So how you contact them is 610-688-4300. Or what you would do is visit them online at liebermanearly.com. And that's just L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N-E-A-R-L-E-Y.com, liebermanearly.com. Or just call David directly, David Partridge, 610-688-4300. I'm telling you, he's a top-notch guy. Um, and he, he will really, really take care of your situation and he instead of being a, a really risky situation oh man 
this guy going to shove me into any space that's available just to clear his uh, listings? That's not how he works. He really isn't. And I'm telling you, I've known him so long. Uh, I've seen him cost himself money um, by doing the right thing for the client. And, and that's just how he is. That's just how he is. And, and uh, you know, it's not an understatement to say that I love the guy and uh, I'm very, very pleased with what he's done in business. I've watched how he does business over all these years. So give him a call, uh, 610-688-4300. That's David Partridge at Lieberman Early. And we really appreciate the opportunity to kind of, you know, uh, shout to the mountaintops what he does. And, and maybe you can maybe you can use uh, the things that he does and, and, and maybe just pick his brain for some advice, you know, some business advice as it relates to the real estate. Uh, and I think you'll be amazed. I've always been amazed how smart he is. Welcome back to The Collision of Faith and Politics. Here again is Dr. Sean. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you for your patience. I really appreciate it. Hey, folks, um, we're here with Mr. Mark Sutherland. Mark uh, is uh, in the UK. And as you know, Mark has really uh, delivered some great insight, both locally there. And uh, it's just a such a pleasure, such a pleasure to have him on. It's an honor to have him on. And uh, we're very, we're very, very lucky, very, very lucky to have him. And uh, so, Mark, thank you for staying on with us. I know it's late at night there. You're probably very, very tired. Um, I wanted to I wanted to drill in into some things here. Uh, and, and folks have asked me uh, because obviously what I used to do and the consulting and stuff that I do, they asked me about traveling. Right. You know, wh where would they travel? Where's safe? What's what's not safe? I have to tell you. Um, you know, I advised somebody I dearly, dearly love. I said, I prefer you not go there. If you're asking my opinion, I would prefer you not go there. And not right now. And and here's why. And you really touched on it. Um, the, the the prime there, as well as the the uh, the home secretary and 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 several of the others that have spoken publicly on this, they're blowing my mind. They scare me by how, hey, Debbie, thank you for joining us on Facebook Live. Thank you to everybody. I, I don't know if I thanked everybody for joining me there. You can't hear my guest on that, but there is a link there. If you want to listen to the show, it'll link you in live. It'll it'll put you right up to where we are. Um, we'd love to have you. My guest is Mr. Mark Sutherland from the UK. Great, great guy, great friend. Um, so, Mark, I, I was just stunned when I heard the, the, the leaders uh, of your great country and, and a great, great ally to us, when I heard them going off about, well, don't be mean to Muslims. And then now I'm finding out that the, the um, and, and this is incredible to me, by the way, and this has gotten a lot of people's attention. Um, you know, the, 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 the uh, terror alert, we did away with ours under Barack Obama uh, for, he just right. didn't feel like that was a, a, a worthwhile thing to have. So he got rid of it. Well, so we don't have a terror alert system here now, uh, but in your great country, you still do. Yeah. I find it interesting that that's been raised, I believe, to the highest level, critical. And uh, this person I was speaking to, I, I explained to them, you know, that the, the problem here is this, is that 
and, and we're learning this now, by the way, we're learning this and your great country is learning this. And if I was, if I were the citizens, uh, the family members of those who have been killed in this attack and the others, and I learned what I learned me personally, the Ninja Pastor learned today that, that they knew about this guy, this most recent guy, they knew about his family. They knew all these things. They knew the mosque was radicalized. Um, I hate using that term because I, I think Islam, in its very basic tenets, if you read the Umdar al-Salik and the uh, Quran and, and all the other documents that they put out, it's their sacred and holy documents. And I've read them many, many times and studied them at a doctoral level. I can tell you uh, it, it's not a religion of peace. There may be some that practice it as a peaceful religion, but that's not the religion that we're talking about here. Uh, it's apples and aardvarks. And so when they say, well, we're a religion of peace, there's nothing that bears fruit on that. Um, and, and so the question that I have for you, and I, I think many in the audience would share this question, is, my goodness, you know, how, you, well, first of all, London is the most filmed city in the UK, in your great country, uh, and, and Manchester is second, a very close second. Now, there are more yeah. cameras, there's more surveillance there than anywhere else. Yeah. But what I'm amazed to see, even on these video, the live feeds that we have, these police, many of these police officers are not armed. And I think to myself, that's insanity. But more than that, <laughs> more than that, when your leadership gets on television and they say, well, you know, um, you know, we are learning now or we just found uh, we just found, you know, whatever. We found uh, a cache of weapons. We found explosives. We found this. We found that. Uh, but there's a reluctance. Initially, there was a huge reluctance to uh, indicate among our media. Now, I, I'm not throwing stones at your media, but our media even after they knew what the guy's name was, obviously a Muslim name, you were able to Google the guy, you were to find his profiles, all of these, all of which I did as yeah. soon as, as soon as one of my yeah. colleagues let me know what his name was. Yeah. Uh, you know, in short order, we had a lot of information. We had a lot of information about the father, which by the way, folks just joining us late, the father has now been arrested. The, uh, I think the brother has been arrested, several friends, yeah. and they're still doing search yeah. warrants throughout, uh, throughout the UK, not just in Manchester. Now the military is involved. We have over 1,500 military troops who are working to secure different things. You know, I like soccer. I like your football. I like watching it. We watch it in our house, and we enjoyed it. Mm. Um, well, uh, I think it's uh, Manchester at one uh, big soccer uh, match, and they were going to have a parade, a celebration in the streets. Well, they canceled it. Yeah. They canceled it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be, and, and as an acknowledgement, we can't keep you safe, people. We can't keep you safe. I have a, a, one of my best friends, uh, you know, since little kids, guy that taught me how to play baseball. And he goes to Manchester. One of his uh, business units is there in, Man in Manchester. And I'm telling you, absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal how many times this guy goes to Manchester. And he's been all over the world. He goes to places and I say, hey, did they give you uh, uh, any instruction as to what to do? You go over the Middle East. Uh, do they did they purchase repatriation insurance? Any of these things were used. I don't even know what that is. But he goes to Manchester and I said, you got to be careful. Oh, it's the UK. Come on, it's it's fine. It's not fine anymore. It is not fine anymore. And it's it's unfortunate. 
it's unfortunate. Hello to everybody joining us in Facebook Live, by the way. Thank you for putting up with our things. In Facebook Live, I don't think you're going to be able to hear our guest. I'm working on how to do that. Some people have used two browsers and they listen to one and watch the other. Why you'd want to see my face, yeah. I don't know. But pity, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Uh, so so, so now we have 1,500 police officers in the UK, and, 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 and we recognize, very important to recognize, what they are acknowledging, great people, great citizens of the UK, great friends of ours, mm. they're, they're acknowledging we cannot protect you. We can't protect you. So now we've called up 1,500 uh, soldiers in our military, highly armed, uh, heavily armed, I should say, highly trained, and now they're involved. I have no problem with that. Please, please recognize I'm, I'm not making a complaint about that. But Mark, my struggle is, is as the people of Great Britain, the United Kingdom, as the people of Great Britain, the United Kingdom, I cannot imagine. I simply can't imagine. How? Listen, if, if I was a citizen of your country, I'm telling you right now, I would be furious. At, at your government. I'm furious with our government, although under President Trump, President Donald Trump, I feel much better. I talked to a dear friend of yeah. mine the other day, and we've talked about this before, uh, and, and they said, yeah, I feel better under Trump. I don't mind the tweets. I don't mind. None of that stuff bothers me. It doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. I don't care. Mm. The tougher he gets, the but better he, I like it. Why? Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I mean, he's gone out to Saudi Arabia and told them to put their house in order. Mm -hmm. You know, and told. So you got to love that. Uh, well, I do. I do. In answering to your question, you're absolutely right. It, it, we get into the same kind of thing, which is it's a lone wolf, own, per, own person, and then it all comes out. And that's why the Home Office is absolutely furious. That's why Amber Rudd is furious, because the name was released on your side of the pond. Now, that's a very curious one as well, because that, unfortunately, over here is playing out like, oh, look, it's another leak from the White House, ha ha, for some. Yeah. yeah. You know, with all the, the fact that two people, I think, recently... Uh, well, court leaking stuff, you know, the, the fact, I mean, the Donald has really got to get on and drain that swamp as fast as possible. I'm extremely concerned, extremely concerned about that. We'll slightly go off topic, but we'll, well come back to that state. maybe in a while. But it, you're, it's at, the deep, you're it's It's the deep state, and, and, the, and, and it's, it's the deep, what we call here on this side of the pond is the deep state. Uh, it's, it's the government I mean, behind yeah. the government. Yes. And, yeah, it, we, and it, listen, yeah. it's sedition by any other name. It's sedition. Absolutely. And yet we don't Absolutely. call it that. And 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 what no. what the 44th president of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama, is doing right now yep. as a former president of the United States of America is sedition. There's well, nothing I've short never, of it. I've never uh, absolutely I've never seen anything like it. The fact that you want to train thirty thousand members to create Antifa or uh, whatever they're called and to create riots up and down your country. I mean, if there's another thing that I will say, I have to say this. I, I, we're slightly going a different direction, but I just want to say this. Please, over there, um, on on your side of the pond in, in, uh, in the great states of America, please get hold of a book, 28 Years to Nowhere, An Inspirational Tragedy by Larry Nichols, 
and Mary Ellen. And Larry Nichols was a former Clinton insider. I've heard him hmm. live by phone when I flew over to Dallas. I've said this before. Find that man. He's just been on Lisa Haven's show. He's just been on Mike Kerr on here, the Watchman show. Find him. He was a regular contributor going on InfoWars. Whatever you think of InfoWars, put that aside. But regularly on there talking. He's an ex-Clinton insider saying what is going on. An incredible man. And he desperately needs our prayers at the moment because he's not very well and also to pay his health bills. That's another mm. thing. But you are right. It is sedition. And in fact, in some ways, the parallels again is over this election and it was a Brexit election and suddenly you're having the Liberal Party going, well, if the Tories don't win and Labour win, then we will jack up the Labour as long as we have right. a second referendum. Then you've got That's Nicola right. Sturgeon in Scotland going, oh, we'll support Labour as long as we have a second uh, referendum on leaving Scotland. No, 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 no. Mr. Delore, mm. to quote Margaret Thatcher in 1988 and uh, Bruges. No way. The bottom mm -hmm. line is this, is that 17,410,752, with a majority of over a million, voted to leave the EU. That's the mandate. Right. If we end up That's having right. another, another referendum, it's a bit like what Europe normally, normally does, which is to turn around and say, you will continue to vote and continue to vote until you give us the answer we need. Now, going back to what we want, rather, going back to what you were saying, to actually find out that they were following this man, to find out that he was known to the Home Office, he was known to your alphabet soup, soup uh, agencies on your side of the pond who would be feeding that information. I mean, I find, I'm just going to say, I want to say this, actually. I find it rather interesting, isn't it? Amber Rudd is our Home Secretary is jumping up and down, complaining that information has been released where she should have actually been apologizing to the American people, apologizing for Donald Trump. And maybe that either in some way, um, I think uh, that's why the uh, MI6 guy then resigned, for the fact that we hand over a dossier accusing, you know, Donald Trump of getting up to various things in a, in a hotel in Moscow that proved to be unproven. I mean, I'm sorry, but you cannot have it. You cannot have it both ways. And this is happening. And information uh, is dangerous and information spreading lies. But the guy was known. The, it was known that the man, uh, the father was coming back to Libya, you know. And uh, the fact that we've gone in there and caused, uh, the fact that we've gone in there under Barack Hussein Obama, under Hillary Clinton, the ex uh, uh, you know, in the foreign, for your equivalent of the foreign secretary, to cause utter chaos in Libya, right. backed by David Cameron, to bomb basically the living daylights out of that country and to cause mm -hmm. chaos. Now, I'm not here to defend Gaddafi, as I've said before in the past, but actually someone mm -hmm. who came from the cold and also someone, and I quote, turned around and said, basically, if you get rid of me, then you will have you know, uh, chaos in the Mediterranean and there'll be many, many of uh, his countrymen in boats coming over. And that's exactly what is going on. And if you study, if you study Libya as a country and how generous I believe that he was to uh, people that lived there and all the rest. And of course, he did some atrocious things of that. There is no doubt. But we just say that is cause and effect as well. But mm -hmm. to actually find out 
They knew who he was. I do not understand why they didn't go in and take him out. And frankly, I also find it quite incredible. And I'm not saying this with any sarcasm at all. Mm-hmm. There was a doctor, I believe, a friend of mine was telling me, talking on uh, Sky News, saying, you know, we couldn't identify bodies and stuff like that. Well, how come they've managed to identify this particular terrorist? Um, right. Someone was saying because he had a bank card that fell out. I mean, it's a bit like, without sounding too conspiratorial or dramatic, it's a bit like suddenly all the uh, all the uh, bombers on 9-11, there's various passports floating in the air. Right. I mean, and that, you know, you know some of my feelings about that. They definitely go into conspiracy and go back to the uh, 1997 project of the New American Century and working out how you can then invade Iraq and uh, grab all the oil fields. Uh, Dick Cheney, right. um, they went through the maps. Of all right. of that, of what is going on, you're you're absolute. You are absolutely right. And and then on ITN tonight at ten o'clock, they are then talking about the fact that um, he had links with a young man in the Manchester area that was recruiting young people for ISIS. And according to ITN report, they're saying that it was something like 50, 50 young people a month. I mean, I find it absolutely, absolutely incredible. I mean, going back to another figure, when I, and I've mentioned uh, Majid Nawaz earlier, who is now, as I say, by the uh, center of uh, the Center of Poverty um, uh, Law Center, whatever it's called, to the uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center, then call this man um, who is a Muslim and ex uh, who wants to reform him as an anti-Muslim extremist. Something that he raises uh, in an article that was first printed in the Daily Beast. He says that um, Europe has witnessed around 6,000 fellow Muslims leave to join ISIS in Europe um, amidst you know jihad- jihadist assassinations and mass terror attacks. Uh, with military precision. So they have, that is what we have. We have a fifth column within within Europe. This is what's going on. And the way I see, the way I see certain things that are playing out in that way is that the fear that is then created to actually say, to say anything about this and to stop this. And it has to be. We're saying it, that anyone who decides to take on this ideology and an outworking of this ideology in this violent way, I'm sorry, this is not acceptable at all. But on the other hand, we as Christians, right, we as Christians need to be severely in prayer and realize that this is a spiritual battle. And we realize that, um, you know, that there is, there is uh, there is only one God, right? And he's pretty jealous about that. And there shall be no other gods but me, no other idols, etc. That is the tenets of our faith. So we are we are dealing with a history that goes a heck of a long way. Okay, these are the kind of things that have been going on within Europe for a long period of time. And I'd just like to read you something briefly. So if we which a friend of mine has written and published today. So we look at, and I refer to that in regard to the battles in Europe. So we look at AD 732, a Muslim army of about as many as 200,000 men were defeated by the Christian Charles Martel at Tours. 
If that battle had been lost, all of Europe would have fallen to militant Islam. In 1565, the release, relief of the siege of Malta by a Christian alliance ensured that the Mediterranean did not fall into Muslim hands and so give them a toehold in southern Europe. Following the defeat of the Muslim Turks by the Knights of St. John and Malta in 1565, there came the Battle of Lepanto on the 7th of October 1571, when a fleet of the Holy League, a coalition of Spain, including its territories of Naples, Sicily and Sardinia, the Republic of Venice, the Papacy and the Republic of Genoa, and the Duchy of Savoy, the Knights, Hospitality and others, decisively defeated the main fleet of the Ottoman Empire. Now that was written by a dear friend of mine, Peter Mullen, and I'm very grateful for him. There was that, then just quickly, there was that other 11th of September 1683 when Christian armies under uh, Jean uh, Zaveski arrived at the gates of Vienna and defeated the last substantial Muslim incursion. The last, that is, before the one which we face at present, we could argue. In regard to, now, to even say that, so we're saying that, are we saying that suddenly we're all being a bunch of Islamophobes, this is racist, this is just disgusting, for you to even say this. I am discussing history, and we are at the point, if we're turning around and we've seen, we've seen one bomb go off, we've seen various things go off, we are in a spiritual battle. Now, the key thing is, we have seen within the church, in this country, within the church, on your side of the pond, we've reached that point of apostasy, Sean. It's not a comfortable thing to talk about, where people are actually turning around and walking away from the tenets of Scripture, and walking away from what Scripture says. And as Matthew 24 talk about, and hear me, I'm not a clever theologian. I'm just mm-hmm. wary of these things. That on Matthew 24, when, when we ask Jesus and we say, when will we know of the days of your, you know, your return? He says, as in the days of Noah, people were getting married, bloody blah. I had no idea what God's judgment is going to come upon them. We are seeing signs to me that talk about the end of the age, that we are in the last days. I will say that. It isn't going to be a very nice sort of uh, come by arm, we're all out of here, and that's okay for us that believe in Jesus. We have to get everyone in the ark, and the ark is the arms and salvation in Christ. That's it. There mm-hmm. is no other answer. I don't apologize for that. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is over here is that we are not, we're not preaching that, my dear brother. We're not talking about that. We feel threatened. Speak out and address Islam and its tenets and what it actually believes. Okay? We feel afraid to do that. And it is an ideology. Not a, you know, in that, in that regard. It is an ideology. And it has to be addressed as such and people have to know their history and what and what is going on and if you are in germany and you are opening up mrs merkel your gates and going come in we don't know who's coming into the country we don't know what's going on and that goes for anyone we have to know who is coming in and out of our particular country and we have to have a debate about this within a framework of not being called racist, Islamophobic, and all rest. Okay? I don't fear that. But we have to have that debate. And when we find out, when our own government knew of 
what was going on were following these men and now they realize they have a cell and we have a major major problem and we need to be praying and no i'm not asking for you know we have to be wary in our in our actions and how we address people it doesn't make it comfortable i'll be honest you know i was on the uh, train going up to london uh, this week for a meeting you know and you're wary who you come across now and where you, are you from make... uh are you are you i'm sorry to interrupt um but uh, where exactly are you from and where does that i know you're four hours from manchester but where where are you from in relation to uh, like the name of the place and then in relation to london well i'm i think for, for my own sort of health i'll say that i'm i'm not far from central london right gotcha. so, and you know i'm not far from you're there. So i'm not far from there no i i Sorry? certainly understand why you're you're couching that for sure um <laughs> you're so theologically well educated um that uh i have to ask i appreciate the compliment but i i think well, i've got a long way to go i tell you my brother well, it's very, very true. Hello, Carol Miller and Claudia Nelson. Thank you for joining us on Facebook Live. Unfortunately, you can't hear our guest, uh, Mark Sutherland, good friend from the UK. But I did put the link in the comments so that you can click on that and actually listen to the show uh, live. Uh, it doesn't take long when you click in and you see my face. You're like, oh, yeah, let's go back to radio. Um, now, but, the, but, but there aren't that many theologically sound churches in the UK, as I'm told so i um i'm wondering what uh what exactly which church is it not, not like it's the first you know baptist church of so-and-so don't give me the name and all that but just the the denomination and the type of church how did you come to this kind of knowledge because i've talked to a lot of people from the uk and they do not have this level of uh this level of knowledge that you have it's it's quite extraordinary well, that's very kind of you to say in fact, I would actually say to you that I think my knowledge is is quite limited, really. It's not as much as it should be. I am surrounded by some very, very dear friends who uh, download to me stuff on a regular basis, which is virtually every day if we're having conversations and making <laughs> me think. Um, if I could quickly tell you a bit in the fact that in 2010, we... Uh, my wife and I um, left the church. I was given no option but to leave <laughs> because uh, it's been a bit of a long journey, but I, I get very wary of this whole thing of um, uh, now we've turned our church into a public limited company by guarantee and that a building project is more important. And I get very wary of that kind of thing and when you're told you know who are you now under authority and all this and it was a very very painful process and um, we mm -hmm. left and i um i have it's how we define church for a number of years i didn't go into well we i then went to another local place and then thought i've had enough here because it's about control it's about control so i've been on a particular journey over the last few years and i do go to a wonderful fellowship in in uh, in London that's full of creatives and that where I don't have to explain myself um, I'm not you know I stand on what scripture says on both sides of the pond we suffer from what's called the emerging church movement and thinking that people can redefine scripture they haven't left they haven't read the last verse of the Bible 
that talked about the fact that no word will be added to this book um, and uh, redefine it. I don't know how else to answer it in many ways, Sean. I'm very, it's very interesting because you're right. There are so-called churches over here I wouldn't go near and people would not want me to go in them. I'm not being dramatic, but I wouldn't last mm -hmm. five minutes in them. Um, it's, there is a fantastic, there is, I have to share it with you to share with all your listeners. And today I came across it, this whole sort of set of videos on the millennials. And it was called Millennials Church Hunters. And it's the fact, and you, I think, maybe allude to you in, in, the, in your book, and I must get hold of your book, um, the fact that uh, people say, well, I want to go to a church. It must be full of thousands of people. Uh, the, the leader must look drop-dead handsome, and uh, the choir must be this size, and we must have all this kind of music. And, oh, it must be a service where I don't have to get up too, too uh, quickly for and all this kind of thing. In other words, it's about church entertainment, not a living relationship with Father and realizing that we are in an absolute battle for our lives. And I personally believe that we are in the end of days and we can see things unfold and we have to hold on to biblical prophecy in a way that we never have done. And I say this, I am not a theologian. I'm just a chat. I just fortunately have a number of people around me where we discuss these things and I'm learning as fast as I can. If I'm honest with you, I feel embarrassed. I don't, I don't know enough. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to catch up really, really quickly. But I do believe mm -hmm. that um, we need to look at the book of Revelations. We need to study the, the seven churches. And we really need to realize that uh, if we identify that we are in a church, that like any of those, except the one where it is a real revelation, a real relationship with, with uh, Father God, then we need to leave those churches. Then we need mm. to not have anything to do with them. Now, that may sound a bit of a radical thing to say and a shocking thing to say. Um, I don't have time for church fights. I don't have time for leadership fights. Mm. There's too many other things to do. Um, I'm busy... You know, we're trying to earn a living within the media game. There are films trying to get off the ground to make um, because that's a wonderful way of uh, communicating. And I, rec I recently went out to um, Dallas a few weeks ago. I went out there to find the fact that I wasn't going raving mad and that some of the things I was looking into, etc. the many people that I listened to on your side of the pond, I... Personally, I met a number of them. They're incredible people. They're not nuts, but we're looking at stuff that uh, may be far out there for some uh, from a theological mm. point of view, but they are in Scripture. And I'm also right. um, deeply, deeply, uh, I've grown for such a love for your nation, and I'm deeply concerned about what is going on. Your, to me, yeah. your fight is my fight, and, and vice versa. We've been in an incredible battle in regard to uh, getting out of the European Union. It seems that the enemy is really trying to come round the back and circle again. However, we, I do believe that, you know, God is really, we are under judgment as a nation and we need to turn to him and we need to be on our knees and praying. But those things are not going to be said. It's uncomfortable because the church in this country is going to grow again through persecution.
And that is uncomfortable. Someone mm-hmm. uh, uh, who I met this week, who I just think is a, an incredible, in in the, in the sense of an old, an, he's not old, but like an old sage, but he really is a prophet. And what he wrote, so I just re- read something out that Peter wrote. Um, and when when I get a radio show up and going, which I plan to do, as someone that I would regularly want to come on, because we're lacking on both sides of the pond intellectual mm-hmm. and theological rigor, Sean. We are lacking that. We are lacking strong discussions about these issues. Instead of going along to church going, oh, brilliant, I can sing this, sing that, uh, isn't it fantastic, and be entertained. No, thank you, big light show and all the rest. Forget it, I'm not, I'm not really interested in that at all. Mm-hmm. What is mm-hmm. God saying to us as a people group right now? And I just really urge people on your side of the pond, please, 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 pray for your nation. Pray for your president. Pray and ask for inspiration and insight and discernment to what the enemy is up to. And, and pray. And as Ephesians 6 says, you know, we're in a spiritual battle. Put your armor on. Put all the books of people like Rick Warren in the bin. Joel Olstein, you know, you can have your, you know, Jesus is my life coach. Put all that rubbish in the bin. And pick up your Bible. And I'm talking to myself, brothers and sisters. <laughs> talking to myself. Pick up your Bible and read it read it and read it and start praying and also ask father to open your mind in regard to biblical prophecy and what is going on your nation you know it's not popular still to say over here we don't get it in regard to the left-wing progressive nonsense that goes on don't get it and i've been there i virtually at one point left of Karl marx myself but um I don't get that uh, we are under huge attack on both on both sides of the pond in regard to our Judeo-Christian heritage. But it ain't on one level going to get better. On a personal level, I, as I've said, I do believe that we are in the last days. It ain't going to get better. However, we do look up to what is coming, and what is coming is Jesus' return. Our problem is, is, to me, is that so many people will not face that. Now, it's exciting mm-hmm. as well. And with some of the things I look into and all the rest, I turned around, I turned around recently to a number of friends and just said, if I'm wrong, fine. But at least I find mm-hmm. it exciting. At least there's an adventure. At least there is a purpose in life mm-hmm. to say, Father, what do you want me to do? You know, and to to work that out. And sorry, we're slightly in some ways going off topic, but you've asked a question. It's very interesting when you say, I'd love to know who you talk to when people say about church is dead and all the rest. Yes, there are. There is a lot of that. But there is also some green, very big green shoots and thriving places of people who are biblically sound because I'm in touch with those people. But if we look at certain de- certain denominations and how they've fallen from their her- heritage, it's extremely it's extremely sad. And we look at how political correctness has invaded. And as I alluded to in things like the Frankfurt Institute, 
And Paul Maguire on your side of the pond, who's an incredible man, is a real expert on that and how Marxism has invaded, how, how we have let the post-modernity, post-modernism, modernity, take over to say that we're going to grab the water and the bath and the bathroom and throw them through the window with the baby. We'll throw the whole lot out. We'll chuck it all up in the air. And um, we come back to a, an old Bishop of Durham turning around and saying that the resurrection was just a, a conjuring trick with bones and all this kind of thing. And it's then no mm -hmm. wonder that certain sectors of the Church of England, and that is one extreme, because there are certain sectors of the Church of England who are totally sound, like Anglican mainstream and all the rest. You know, mm -hmm. that we're then saying that why things are in an utter, utter mess that they are. Um, I, I tell you what, mate, we are all, my friend, we are all, and again, having the privilege to talk to you and again, having the privilege to talk to America. And I would never have dreamed that in a million years. The, the bottom line is, is that we are at war. We are all being thrown up onto the battlefield and many people have got to make a decision. Now, one of the problems that you have in the States is that, and you are one of them, again, yourself and like others, a few others, are one of the most informed people of what's going on. You have to go to European news channels, etc., to find out what's going on. You suffer mm -hmm. from, um, you know, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, and all the other, all the other left-wing diatribe. And I think even certain aspects of Fox might be going that way, sadly, at this rate. Um, you, it's about your information and your, and your news. And can I just ask, please, as well, keep praying. Donald Trump needs to move the Brit your American embassy to Jerusalem, to Jerusalem. I'm not even popular to say that over here. You need to move it. You've got to pray that he gets on with this, because I really believe that you will be blessed as a nation and things will turn round. You've been given... President Trump as a as a as a door wedge, right? It's not gonna last forever, but you've been given an opportunity to get right with God and to bring your country back to what it was founded and what it was to do. And you have a Christian Judeo Christian heritage and it's engaging with that. And you've got a huge spiritual battle going on with Antifa on the street, bam and all the rest. And all these other yeah. all these other left wing progressives who basically would much rather burn burn your equivalent of the rice tag down than allow the forty fifth president of the United States to represent every single American citizen and to do right for your nation. It is shocking because you are seeing um, McCarthyism. When McCarthy talked about that, you're seeing it out there. As Trevor Loudon said in his amazing book, um, The Enemies Within, you've got they're proven that there are 80 Democrats that are linked to, you know, co communist links, you know, Muslim Brotherhood and all the rest. This is fact. And I am, mm -hmm. and partly it's because you are such a, a huge continent. I am deeply per perturbed and deeply upset at times that people do not know this. They do not know um, the time of the hour, that it is seconds away from midnight. And mm -hmm. 
I've heard that before the election of Donald Trump, there were many, many people interceding in prayer. I'd even heard a figure, I think, through the Sid Roth program of 58,000 intercessors. And I just encourage people to get on their knees and pray and to really seek God over your nation. And we could do with some prayer over here as well. Um, we are we are weak. But I suppose it goes back to Gideon's army and to turn back to Larry Nichols' amazing book. Larry talks about that. Gideon's army of suddenly realizing that he had become a Christian after what all that he had been through and and had done, had been responsible for. But the fact that he saw it as groups of people were praying to create that miracle of bringing your president, uh, of President Trump, to win the election and to stop what could have been. I mean, because basically Hillary would have suspended the Constitution and all, all these kind of things. I mean, it's just outrageous. Um, sorry, Sean, I'm suddenly conscious that I have just spoken without stopping. I'll stop a minute. No worries. Um, and so I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. One was, how involved were you in speaking uh, for the Brexit? Like when, when that was going on, you know, you you seem like you would be a great voice. Or was that a learning process as it as it kind of went along? Was it something that, you know, as you as you heard more and more, you know, you just you decided, hey, I'm going to speak a lot about this. Um, or was well, it something I, that was yeah. obvious up front? Well, I, I mean, I did. I, when I'm speaking, it's just on obscure, sort of not obscure, but very small Christian channels. Whether whether I make that into the mainstream is is another thing. It's something maybe I need to work at. But that may happen. But I got involved because uh, a dear friend of mine, Jonathan, knows. Uh, Christopher Booker, Christopher Booker, uh, sorry, Richard North and Richard North and Christopher Booker wrote a seminal book called The History of Europe and the Great Deception. And I got hold of the book and I, I didn't actually I realized I had the book before I had this conversation. And uh, I read the book and it bits of a lot of the book and it confirmed that uh, that um, in 1924, we've touched on this before, the 1924, basically, um, it was designed by uh, two people. Um, Sean, uh, Sean Monet and, uh, and Arthur Souter and, um, and Arthur Souter was a British civil servant. So basically they create a supranational government um, where it would take the, uh, the sovereignty of each nation uh, treaty by treaty away and create a supranational government, which then uh, the founding six in 1956, it came about. And we, um, in, in 1958, Ted Heath, Harold Macmillan made a, started to make plans to uh, take us into Europe. In 1961, um, we were turned down. And uh, in 1968, we applied again. And um, uh, in 1961, a very famous Labour, Labour MP, who again, his, his uh, uh, name is gone, chairman said that if we join, if we join uh, Europe, it will end a thousand years of history. And uh, 1973, 1968, de Gaulle said, why do you want to join? Because uh, you trade with the Western world. So in 1973, we joined and we and we uh, gave away our sovereignty. Ted Heath knew exactly what we were doing. There's even a question that said, you know, are you going to re reveal to the British people basically what has happened? He said, no, 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 we, we don't want to do that. Um, 
I just phoned the guy up and I then made something called Flex It, the movie. I wish it had gone to millions of hits, gone to about 23, 24,000, all the different films. And I made it as a bit of a sort of party political broadcast of a sort of information because I passionately believe that people should know. But what is fascinating is to uh, is to realize that um, the the sort of, uh, you know, there was a mention of it on Newsnight on BBC, but in many ways it's been, you know, oppressed in a sense, as in that information is not out there. And to some extent, it's a bit irrelevant now. But I just read the book and uh, became a sort of, pretend expert in a way because there's certain things I'd, I'd read about it I then as I discovered by talking to a church on Saturday discovered that some of the information I've just told you and, and all the listeners people don't know they don't know that how it came about and there's a plan and the thing is our foreign policy up until we could argue up until 1973 uh, we as a nation We'd already we'd always wanted Europe to make sure that there were three sort of strong, strong forces in Europe, strong sort of uh, judges where, you know, places like Genoa or whatever or, or groups, countries where they would keep in ch each other in, ch in check is like a sort of then a sort of version of mutually assured destruction. And they'd keep each other in check. Um, and it's a revelation to realize how that we're given our sovereignty away. And that actually is the Tower of Babel all over again. And it is Nimrod all over again. And it is um, the European Union is a leg of, of one world government, is of one world government system. And uh, by the way, just for the check, that is not a conspiracy. It is real. Look at the foundations of, of the UN and all the rest and various other things that come out. So that's, that's why, Sean, I... I haven't been on Newsnight. That could be an interesting thing to do. I think, uh, as a dear friend says, I've got to action to push getting an agent see if I can get on some of these things. But we'll have a very, very interesting discussion. Um, mm -hmm. So I can't say any more than that on that, sir. Well, I appreciate it. Um, the I, I agree with you, and many of our listeners agree with you. Um, of course, the peace process in Israel, I believe it's coming. I believe baby steps as we go. I think that Donald Trump has laid down the uh, the gauntlet for the Muslim world, starting in Saudi Arabia. You know, no leader has been greeted uh, as heralded as him. Uh, this has never happened in all of history. The fanfare uh, is extraordinary. It's absolutely extraordinary. And as such, um, you know, I, I honor him for that. I honor him for the fact that he is um, he, he has stepped up and, uh, you know, much of some of what he's and I think people are being too hard on him a little off topic, but I think maybe related in some way, um, you know, every everybody that hasn't been the president. Uh, doesn't really know what it's like to be president. They they're not privy to the um, to the intel. They're not privy to a lot of those things, uh, and it just they they just don't have access to that. When you're the president of the United States, you have access to information that is just simply extraordinary, and it's far different, I am sure, than than what in our press little dribbles and drabbles. The press, as you said, is no longer the press. It's just a propaganda machine. Um, yes, they, you know, they're not telling us the truth and they're doing that on purpose. Certainly with great intention, they're doing that. And I get it. 
I get it. They they made their choice and they've chosen the side of evil and lies and 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 that is what it is. We can't change that. But what I also know, and I think this is powerfully important, um, is I think you know when you become president and you now have access to all of that information, you have to make a very real determination. You have to say, okay, I am privy now to information I did not have before. As such, I've, I've got to either go back on what I said or modify what I said before the American people and say, hey, you know what? This is the information I had before, but this is not right now. This is not what, you know, what the case is, or it's slightly different. And then you say, and based on this knowledge, you know, I'm going to do this. Well, people are throwing rocks at President Trump saying, oh, he's an idiot. He said all that stuff just to get elected. I would refer you back to uh, Barack Hussein Obama. I would refer you uh, back to many other presidents, both Republican and Democrat. And I would, I would remind you of the things that they said. And then moving forward, move back to President number 44, Barack Hussein Obama, who lied to America and the world's face, we'll just take one thing uh, about Obamacare. He lied knowing 30, all along it was a lie. Yeah. 36 yeah. times he looked into the camera and said, if you want to keep your doctor, you, if you like your doctor, you can yeah. keep your doctor. Uh, that we're going to put the prices yeah. down. They're not going to go up. They're going to go down. He knew all that stuff was a lie. And we've got testimony from the architects of Obamacare that they depended on the American people to be so stupid that they that yeah. they didn't know any better, and as such, uh, you know, too bad, so sad, too late. Now it is what it is, and and I and I get it, I get it. That was his way of making us over. You know, he getting you know taking taking us. Um, I don't know what the term is there, but to 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 take us for fools, I guess is what I'm thinking of to to have us on, if you will. And he knew it was a lie. He knew all of it was a lie. And everybody working on that particular project, Obamacare, knew it was a lie, including Nancy Pelosi. Very close meetings were held with Nancy Pelosi uh, and the administration to the, to the exclusion of Republicans. Now, I'm going to say, you know, yes, it was good that no Republican voted for it. That's great. But you know what? The Republicans in Congress now, we have a, a Republican president. We have a Republican Congress. Uh, the, the left side and the right side of the House are both Republican dominated. Um, you know, we have the court as it is now, the Supreme Court. It, it, you know, put on the big boy pants and start doing the work of the nation. And uh, I'm tired of hearing that, about. That, yeah, but that's partly and this is an observation from the outside. And I think this is you all woke up to this. You suddenly realize that the top, I say it with great respect. You say you suddenly realize that the top of the Republican Party and the top of the Democratic Party, they're basically a private golf club. Mm -hmm. You realize that. Yeah. And when someone explained to me, and we've got our own rhinos here, I could argue that Theresa May is a rhino then. I'm Tory mm -hmm. in name only, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got that to say it's a rhino, a Republican name only, John McCain. Do me a favor, a Republican in name only. Now, we won't get into it, but let's just make this comment that says that as soon as the 45th president 
Donald J. Trump fires Exocet missiles into Syria, right? Mm-hmm. Suddenly the press leave him alone. Suddenly all the uh, all the rhinos and that, all the people on the Democrat, they think he's fantastic. Next minute, oh, um, you must sack Comey. Oh, you must get rid of Comey. You must get rid of Comey. He gets rid of Comey. Not because he's being told by Maxine Waters or whatever what to do. Um, and then they don't like it. This is a private club. People, I don't know how much these politicians earn, but it would be very, very interesting to find out how much they have in their bank. And I've even understood, it's all very well, someone like Maxine, is it Maxine Waters going on about impeach Donald Trump? You should see the speech she made. Yes, I have posted it in 1998, which Breitbart then found. Oh, I've mentioned Breitbart. So the media matters will then go, I must be, uh, you know, sort of uh, consulting uh, right-wing media. No, it's got nothing to do with right-wing. It's called to do with the fact that it's independent and it comes out with the truth. Do me a favour. So they then talk about that. Oh, Maxine Walters making a, making a speech about, you know, I think that it's wrong to impeach uh, uh, um, Bill Clinton and all this kind of thing. I mean, for crying out loud and just out of interest, going back to Larry Nichols. Larry Nichols is personally responsible for drawing up all the information in regard to the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Um, man was totally on the inside. So all these goings on, you're absolutely right in regard to the lying. I will say this. I will say this. Um, I am concerned about when military hardware and stuff is sold to Saudi Arabia. We have, mm-hmm. to conf- we have to own up to the proxy war between Iran and Saudi Arabia that's happening now in Yemen and all that kind of appalling stuff that's going on. Um, and this is, uh, you know, um, uh, Shiites and Sunnis, etc., and the split within uh, within Islam and how they play that out. Uh, that does concern me because any arms that go out there end up will end up biblically pointing at the state of Israel, right? Mm-hmm. Now, whether there's a future uh, peace and everyone is surrounded and at a peace with the border, Israel is a peace with all this border and everything is fine before the man of perdition turns up and then uh, then we have uh, Armageddon and all the rest. Read it in scripture. See how those prophecies unfold. Are we looking at uh, Psalm 81, Psalm 83? Because at the end of the day there is still Hezbollah, Hamas want to wipe out the state of Israel. If, you know, you have been blessed as a nation because Harry Truman was, as president then, was the first person of leadership of a country to acknowledge the existence of Israel. Now, you, you know, you've been blessed because of that. People have understood what Genesis 12 says, understood what God has laid down foundationally for for um, us to do as the people of God, to pray for the towns and where we live, but to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That is, that's a fact. It's in there. That's what's going on. 
and we as a na- we as a nation, as I've said earlier, have been blessed b- because of that. We have um, in the Victorian times, there are many Victorians who who raised money to start to buy land in the Middle East for the Jews to return to. But under the Balfour Agreement in 90, around about 1917, is the hundred year anniversary of the Balfour Agreement. We then rescinded on that. And as you know, in 90, awful history that after 1945 to 1948, we were even using British naval ships to turn Jews back from coming back to their homeland. So when that happened in 1948, and I also had the privilege, just as an aside, to work on a television program in my role as a carpenter, etc., um, called Above and Beyond, which was produced by Nancy Spielberg, who's a delightful woman, which was about the formation of the Israeli RAF in 1948 and the, um, the incredible miracle of that. So we've got to remember all these things and, and we are coming up to the 50th anniversary of having um, the, uh, the whole of Jerusalem under uh, is, um, Israeli Jewish control. So we're coming up to that. Um, yeah, I mean, the problem is to everyone is even tonight on ITV, right? It's Donald Trump is meeting, uh, meeting the Pope. And the, the newscaster said, well, you know, you couldn't ask for two different types of people to meet each other. Ha, ha, ha. Well, you know, the difference is, is that the Pope actually has a wall around the Vatican and, uh, and the Donald hasn't got round to being able to build his yet because people still think that it's perfectly acceptable for you to have a fence line with a load of holes in it, with a bunch of drugs dealings that is coming over, with an impervious border. But it's perfectly acceptable for the southern border with, uh, I think, Mexico and Guatemala, for them to actually have a wall there. I mean, this is this is completely mad and how things are taken out of context. And the fact that um, when he put that executive order in, it wasn't an executive order that I think Barack Hussein Obama actually put in. And in 19... Uh, in uh, 2005, there's even some video footage of him as, him as uh, senator then turning around and going, uh, we need to uh, stop um, uh, illegal immigration. We need to prosecute companies that are, um, that are employing illegal immigrants and all the rest. He actually said that. So there are, that's not, as you said, with um, Obamacare, I've just given you another example of a number of many, many examples when that particular individual has has lied. And now you have the Mancunian candidate, Mancunian candidate, yes, I did say that word, in Washington, uh, now um, flying around the world or whatever, with uh, Valerie Jarrett moving in the House, working out how we can overthrow, overthrow by sedition, the, um, the elected president of the 45th president of the United States and work out how we can um, completely undermine the republic, not a democrat, not a democracy, but the republic, a republic, and um, and to undermine your constitution. That, as you quite rightly said, is sedition. That is what is going on. But you wouldn't believe that over here in how it's played out. The how it's played out is it'd be great, you know, Donald Trump. Let's try and work out any way that we could trip him up, and. Um, as uh, as Larry Nichols has made clear, um, even of late, you know, their plan is, is to cause chaos in your country so, so that they would then suspend the Constitution, you know, and then you become one big FEMA camp. 
you have got to engage. You've got to pray and engage. You have a window and the priority is, and what I'm about to say is heavy because it's what am I going to do about this? Our priority, bringing the people in our nations to Jesus, that is the priority with to with all the different things that we have at hand to actually do that. Yeah, I agree. I agree fully. Um, and, you know, it is one of those things that, quite frankly, Mark and our audience listening around the world, thank you so much for hanging in with us. We really appreciate it. Um, I, I just think that everything has gotten so jumbled up. Everything has gotten so, I don't want to say confusing, because I don't think it's as confusing, really. You you kind of made it much more simple. You, you basically said, look, um, you we've we've got to get back to what we know is true and what we know is real mm. we allow so many things to mess up our our thinking so many things to mess up our minds and how we process our information and it, much like rome i i really believe that we are we're being entertained to death we're just we're 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 just being entertained to death just like Rome, you know, let's keep them entertained. They won't bread, see what's going on. And, bread and, and, and circuses. Yeah. Bread yeah. And circuses. Bread, exactly. Exactly. And so they've replaced news, actual news with entertainment. It's all about production value and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so folks, we, we don't have much time left on the show. We've got uh, just maybe 10 or so minutes uh, with Mark Sutherland. And we so appreciate you, Mark, joining us from the UK. Um, but I really believe you're absolutely right. And I think there's others that believe it. But I think the, the, the issue now is so much of America and so much of Great Britain and really the world is, is being entertained so we don't see what's happening, so we don't pay attention. Now, I just want to address one more thing before we have to let you go. Um, in the relations between our two countries, obviously, we've had disagreements over the years. Uh, somehow or another, uh, our leaders, they've been able to uh, respect one another. They've been able to uh, to look at each other as the leader of, of two of the greatest countries in the world. Uh, and both of those have had a mutual respect for Israel and, and, uh, and respect both politically, militarily, uh, uh, spiritually, all of those things, understanding the biblical significance of, of Israel. And... And in, in all of that agreement, in all of those agreements, uh, I think we were fine. We were moving along well. Both of our countries individually were failing in many ways, especially the last eight years has been a really hard time for both of our countries. Uh, but, but when terrorism, it seemed like in 2001, when terrorism really broke loose, it seemed like the chasm of common sense thinking grew wider and wider. And I say that because, you know, you've got somebody like Ariane, de Grand, Ariane Grande, who was a billionaire. She's an heiress to billions of dollars. Most people don't know that, but this is not just some regular kid who's just speaking out of, you know, she doesn't know any better. She's been very well educated. She's had the best of everything. Um, you know, her life is has been nothing but charmed. 
uh, and she has said horrible things about the United States, uh, horrible things uh, about our policies, horrible things about the president, uh, the citizens, the individual citizens, uh, F America, F Americans, I wish they'd all die, all of these things. She said these things, and then she comes back, and her PR people say, hey, you know, you know, you need to apologize or at least tone it down. What, you know, what this hat, what she has to do with this attack, uh, I, I think it's it's interesting to me that she was, you know, she was, she had just gone off stage when this happened. It's interesting to me that it happened while she was performing because she clearly hates America. She loves our money, but hates America. And at this stage of things, I, I look at how we're swirling. Both countries are swirling. We, uh, on your side of the pond, you have leadership that uh, are nothing short of mentally ill in how they deal <laughs> with the, the streaming of, of immigrants into the country that want to kill your citizens. And, and the same with us until, uh, until President Trump we had a president and administration who wanted to get as many in here as humanly possible. And President Trump has said, and, and is, is his constitutional privilege, uh, and has precedent under a Democrat president to say, oh, let's pause immigration from these countries because we're having problems. Let's press pause. That makes sense. Let's do that because that's reasonable. And unfortunately, uh, the deep state and the people deeply entrenched on the left, yeah, uh, yeah. they will not accept that President Trump is president, and they don't care that President Trump is president. Uh, you look at France, uh, next to you, you know, that election was one of the most important elections uh, in Europe's history. And it's, it's yes. so sad that that's the case, because that it came out the way that it did. It's just tragic. It is really, really tragic. And as I look at it, I say to myself, how could those people choose? But then I look at uh, the UK and I look at London mayor. How in yeah. the world the people could see what's going on around them and still cast a ballot for that guy, I don't know. Only to say that perhaps the, the elective uh, election or electoral si system in France and the electoral system in UK has been compromised. And they tried that here in the United States against Donald Trump. And there was such a groundswell for him by the people. The people just said, hey, you know, we're going to come out in droves. And they did. And they did. And, and, and thankfully, we prevailed. But now we have this situation in your great country. Uh, and I think, I think the, uh, the attacks are going to ratchet up. And, and here's what's crazy to me. Here's what's even crazier. Both of our countries are guilty of this. Uh, we're enamored with the idea of giving taxpayer money to, um, air quotes, refugees or immigrants. They come here. They don't want to learn the language. They don't want to learn the culture. They don't want to uh, assimilate. They just want to hate. And in this country, I don't know what they get in your country, but in this country, they get up to $47,000 of both cash and value in general. And I'll, I'll tell you the truth, I, I, that sickens me. And yet you have people on the left who they they want this. They want this so vigorously. And in your country, that, uh, that police that, officer standing up and saying this is sickening. 
Yeah, after you've got 22 dead children and moms laying in bits right. and pieces with shrapnel all in them because mm -hmm. of one of these terrorists, yet another of these terrorists. And you have ISIS saying, listen, we're telling you how it is. We are absolutely going to insert ourselves into the immigration and refugee process. Yes, yes. And we still push for it. We still have people pushing for it. it makes no sense. No sense at all. But, hey, you know what? We but, are we are out of time. And uh, let me give you let me just give you three minutes to, to to talk it out here. Well, just quickly in the fact that politically, you know, what you've got, you've got an ideology where people are reading, they've read or been influenced by a book called Rules for Radicals by Salah Lindsay. Yeah. You know, that's what Absolutely. you've got. You've got a complete burning down of the rice tag. And the preface says, you know, I commit, I commit this book for the first person that sought his own kingdom, Lucifer. Yeah. All I can say is, sure, we are in, I make no apology for this whatsoever. We are in the last days. We have to read our scripture and see what's going on. It ain't going to get better. However, yeah. we've been given a window. You've been given a window. And all I can say to you is engage politically. Go to all the town hall meetings. Start start standing up for your constitution for liberty for property rights and all the rest and just be aware of the enemy and who and who you're uh, particularly uh, dealing with in regard to as you say people coming in and is costing uh, $47,000 well part of rules for radicals or coward and piven is to bust the system and the problem is Absolutely. if we bust the system from countries that can actually afford it then we're not in any position to actually help them. We're not in yeah. a position to actually do that. So, and they are discussions that people don't want to have. You're just being racist and all the rest again. So what I can, all I can say is that I can urge you on that side of the pond, please pray, get your Bibles out, realize the, the seriousness of the hour, and uh, and engage and engage politically where you can. Town hall meetings and all the rest. All of you, many of you, for the first time, you might not have voted for 35 years. You went out and voted. And I believe even the Amish may have voted for Donald Trump. And they normally don't vote. You can quote. You can check that out for me. I'd love to know. Mm -hmm. So just that's all I can. Uh, that's all I would like. I'd like to say, and I'd like also like to say that. Um, it is an utter privilege to have the uh, the privilege of having this platform and to be able to talk across the pond. And I love I love being able to talk about your politics as well. And from this side, because I am wrapped in that, I'm watching what's going on. But I am deeply concerned spiritually what is going on. As the Bible says, in the last days there'll be a great falling away, a great deception, and that is going on. Because people are not standing on the truth. This is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to say. It's uncomfortable to realize that the American dream is under threat. And it may not be as good as it was in the past. But the priority is to bring people to Jesus. And that's the question that we have seriously got to ask ourselves. Well, I appreciate it. And I know our audience really appreciates you coming on. It's uh, um, it, it is 
every time you're on, it is an extraordinary pleasure, quite frankly. It really, really is. And uh, and I'm honored by it. And I, I really appreciate it. I know our I know our audience very much appreciates it. I get a lot of comments. And folks, share this link uh, when the show ends here in a minute. Share this link uh, with folks um, and, and, you know, get the word out. There's been a lot of great information shared today. Can, I, information can, I, you can, trust. can I just give a can I just give a quick plug? People, yes, very quickly. Look up. Look up my little short film Between Lambs and Lions on YouTube. Please find it. It is phenomenal. Please share it is it. phenomenal. Of because Lambs and Lions. It's folks. a warning. It's a prophetic warning. Please Amen. look at it and share it. I'll be delighted. And let's uh, try and get around the YouTube hit blockers. All right. Thank Amen. you, Sean. Amen. Thank you, brother. We'll talk soon. And folks, there you have it. I want to dedicate this show. I want to be very, very clear uh, that this show is dedicated to the Gold Star families. Uh, this is our Memorial Day edition uh, dedicated to the Gold Star families and, and the soldiers that they lost uh, that gave the ultimate measure of devotion and love. We thank uh, all of you for joining us. I'd like you to listen to this with reverence. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Ninja Pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www. DrSeanGreener.com In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight. <laughs>